You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Yes, welcome back. And today we have an iconic guest, a reality star, a business boss, and the queen of the restaurant industry. And now a fellow podcaster, too. Whoa, talk about entrepreneur goals. Lisa Vanderpump, geez, save some for the rest of us. (laughs) Honestly. All right, here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Bree. And I'm Nicole. And this is the Bella's Podcast. Um, I can't believe we got to sit down with Lisa Vanderpump. You guys, what a treat. It was beyond a treat. This interview was just so good, so inspirational, so enlightening. I mean, I honestly did not even want it to stop. And I didn't want it to stop. <laughs> so let's pop that bottle. All right, Bella Army. So today we are opening up with a beautiful rosé, Vanderpump Rosé. It is very tasty and elegant, just like our guest. She is an entrepreneur, restaurateur, designer, TV personality, author, and humanitarian. We have the one and only Lisa Vanderpump. Wow, that's a great intro. Thank you so much. Well, you're amazing. So so you two... (laughs) You're twins. You're identical twins, right? See if I've got my kind of info right. But right now you're in different spaces. Yeah, so Nicole's in Los Angeles and I'm in Napa Valley. 
And I'm sorry about what's happened in Napa Valley. So devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's been um, it's been hard. I moved here, and then a couple of days later, I evacuated, and mainly because my house filled with smoke. But um, it's been really hard to see. It's been really sad. I, there's mm-hmm. so many places that I love up there. Meadowwood being, you know, one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Having stayed there a few times, and love the restaurant. So, you know, my heart really goes out to those people when you know, because that's a real passion project. That place. Calistoga mm-hmm. Ranch as well. You know, you feel the kind of passion that these people have because the products are so good. The restaurant is incredible. Mm-hmm. So, but I was happy to see them say that they're going to bring it back and be better than ever. And we saw the catastrophe with San Ysidro Ranch, you know, and they kind of came back really strong. So, yeah, here's, here's hoping. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. And I feel in wine country and like you said it over Napa Valley, there's so much love and passion there. And especially for the land and the people, just like you, like I loved Meadowood. It was actually a venue I was looking to get married in, um, in 2021. And I was like, 2020, you just keep biting me in the ass. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Wow. So you're getting married. So you've delayed your wedding till 2021 then. Mm Well, we were just starting to look at options. So we we haven't set a date yet. We've been engaged for almost a year now, but we were going to plan maybe something 2020. And then when COVID hit, we're like, okay, we're going to put that off. Then we started- Are you living together then? Yes. We have a baby, a uh, 10-week-old. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Well, you yeah. look great. Oh, thank you. So I had a baby 22 hours after my sister. So How we crazy both is that? Little ones. Not the same father, I hope. No, thank goodness. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> Mine, actually, because you did Dancing with the Stars. So, Oh, I did Dancing with the Stars. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Okay, so I did it, and then I'm engaged to who was my pro. So he no. was actually, yeah, so he was strictly oh, hold dancing. Hold on a second. You do get up close and personal with them. I have to say you have a bond with your dancing partner, like, were you actually had your baby with your dance partner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you conceive the baby when you were practicing? No, with thank God. Or not thank God, but no. Um, so he was my dancing partner years ago. It's Artem Shigvintsev, and um, who he's very close with Gleb because I saw how Gleb was your pro. Oh, and right. He, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't on when he wasn't on when. No, he I was on, on Strictly. So the London one. Oh, right. So I have to ask you this. So when you met him, I mean, Gleb was beyond gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, I, it, and it is kind of strange because, well, for you girls, it's obviously very different. But in the life I've led and been married for so long and not really kind of engaging with any physicality apart from your husband, the whole kind of, uh, you just, you know, when you're kind of thrown into Dancing with the Stars and suddenly somebody's right in your face and you're wrapping <laughs> your legs around them and you're, all this kind of thing was so like out of my comfort zone for the first week or two. I was just like, Oh, okay. This is all a little too personal, up close and personal. (laughs) But, um, but with, (laughs) but with you, I guess with wrestling, you're so used to that kind of physical interaction. Is it women? uh, Just always women with women, I guess. Is it in wrestling? I don't know. Do you have a, it is, but you'll do stuff with the men too. Yeah. And, and that's how I actually felt was, um, even though it was uncomfortable for me as well, the just having, you know, what was weird for me? Cause I was, I, I was actually engaged at the time and I was with my fiance. We were together. Yeah. At six years at that point. I remember the one thing that was awkward for me is, I don't know if you remember in some of your dance moves, like when their leg had to be in between your leg or like when the faces were close. That was the best part. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember just like, it was the first time like a man's leg other than my fiance was in between mine. And I was like, whoa, like it was weird. Yeah, but hold on. I've been married for 32 years by that moment, you know. And then he would say, do these back bends. And as you do the back bends, he would hold your groin against his. And I was thinking, like, I haven't had this much fun since my honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. Gorgeous. I did become very close to Gleb. I loved him. And I, I did feel that we had a little bit of an emotional affair in terms of, 
having to connect and hold on to each other because it's so scary. And it was his first time, you know, on Dancing with the Stars. And it was my totally out of my comfort zone. So I do think we really kind of held on to each other tightly like that. And I adore him. Him and his mm. wife, they were great. And, and we really did. I had a great experience with him. I really did. Oh, Aww. I love hearing that. Yeah. And you, you know, you do, you definitely get an emotional bond with them because it is so scary and you're so out of your comfort zone, dancing yeah. live on TV, being judged for it in front of the world I know. to see. It, it was, I've never been that nervous before, ever. I you know, know, it was you know. terrifying. But um, yeah. I remember Lance Bass telling me, who's a really, really good friend of mine, and he was saying, oh my God, you should do Dancing with the Stars. And he said, they will become like your family because you break down so many barriers when you partner with somebody in something like that, that I think that bond stays forever, you know? Oh, I so agree with I you. Agree. Well, I definitely agree. You, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm she stuck gave now her for life. A baby. <laughs> yeah. I know. I didn't I didn't manage to get a baby out of Glenn, but <laughs> good on you. <laughs> oh wow. And I got a beautiful little boy too. Well, did you know that you were very attracted to him when you first started dancing with him? Did you think, oh my God, I feel like I'm being unfaithful to my fiance? No, that's the crazy thing being with him now is there was none of those feelings at all. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You cannot tell me that. You cannot tell me when you were dancing with him. It's, But you know what, for me, and I don't know because I'm very competitive, but I think being an athlete, like I was used to WrestleManias. We'd wrestle in front of 100,000 people and then millions of viewers worldwide. And when I did dancing, it was the first time I think I was ever vulnerable, even in like with a man, because I was always such a strong, independent woman. That's where the bond started attached. Because when I'd be on the dance floor, I couldn't even, I wish I could do it again. Cause I, I couldn't take in the moment of the dance being beautiful. Yeah. Cause I was thinking of my yeah, steps the whole too. time. So I wish I could have taken in those moments, but then I, where I got the bond was, um, just having to, to depend on him and I had never had to depend on a man before yeah well that's what I mean it, it's definitely very strange I always say it maybe I would do it maybe I wouldn't my husband is like I don't want you doing that exactly he, it makes him uncomfortable watching at times I would maybe do it. I just saw how much time it took up of Nicole's and I'm like with kids I, I don't have that kind of it's time. very depleting as well it's hard to keep up it really is just because yeah. if you're dancing four or five hours a day and if you're going from a situation like I did, to be in the restaurant business and on reality shows, doing that much physical exercise. I was like underweight. I was tired. I fainted once. I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah. I have so many questions I want to ask you about business. Bree and I, we have our hands in a lot. And I feel like you are the ultimate poster inspiration of like a woman who can run so many businesses. Bree and I were just saying, we go, they're all so successful. Everything you do seems like it turns to gold. And my first question to you is, how do you balance it all? Because even like when you go to your website and you see everything you're involved in and just knowing it on TV, I, I've always been so curious, like, how, how do you do it all and make it so successful? Um, well, obviously now it's kind of challenging times, that's for sure. And everything's vastly different than it would be normally, unfortunately. And I, I really, really have a lot of... Um, compassion for people that are struggling through this because a lot of people are not going to come out of it the same way you know that they were kind of thriving you know six seven months ago and as a restaurateur you know people keep saying to us when are you going to open we want to make sure you know we're safe the staff are safe the customers are safe we've opened vegas we've opened sir and we'll probably be opening pump soon i mean which probably got the biggest garden in la anyway but you know, there's a lot of people that didn't have stuff, money or, or set aside or whatever. And people don't realize, you know, it's about everybody. It's about the people that own the businesses as well that have been drawing, making a living from it, that suddenly everything shut down. And a lot of people are not going to survive this. But anyway, in answer to your question, it's I think authenticity is probably something I live my life by. And I think that has followed through with Vanderpump Rules. I think if you're going to do anything, be authentic about it and be passionate about it. Because I think, like, for instance, somebody says to me, would I want to be partners in, you know, a toilet cleaner? Or, or, or somebody asked me recently, will I endorse a pool cleaner or something? I don't know anything about that. That's not who I am. 
all the things I'm involved with, my hands are all over them. Now, if I was an investor or something, then you would know your game, you know, something like that, whatever you went into. But when you look at our businesses, I mean, I've recently just created the Vanderpump Lane brand with Nicolaine, to me, who is a genius. And I don't use that word very often, but Nicolaine's fucking genius. He really is. He is, oh, the first time I met him, I saw his kind of designs of lights and things he was doing. And he thought, obviously, I'm some crazy batshit, you know, crazy reality star. And I said, we are going to do something, which is kind of bizarre for a woman to say to a man. But I said, we're going to do something. At some point, we are going to work together and we are going to do something. I don't know what it is. So then I found just a project. I wanted to put some lights in to Sir. And then we started to create Tom Tom. You know, we were just so excited by what we were doing and what we were creating. And then we created the Band of Pump Cocktail Garden. And it was two meetings uh, of the minds. It really was. It was two people. And again, it wasn't something that I was used to doing. I've designed all of our restaurants with Ken on our own with no help from anybody. And we've had 35 restaurants. But to actually suddenly connect with somebody that we, I could create something together. And Tom Tom's exquisite. I mean, when, if ever you get the chance to come, it was voted like the best cocktail bar in Southern California. And Van Pump Cocktail Garden has been fantastically successful. And I think being, you know, voted one of the best there and the most Instagrammable. I mean, it's really, they're both beautiful. But I got so involved with this because it wasn't like, oh, let's create a brand together. I was there, I am there now, we are creating beautiful pieces of jewelry for the house. And it's being involved in the whole process, just like with the wine, just like with everything we do, I like to be involved from the ground up. So my hands are all over it and nothing gets past me. I'm not shy of hard work, but I like to be involved very much in the creative process. And I think, again, speaking to Vanderpump Rules, it was about authenticity, about people knowing each other, about people that actually work there. And then Vanderpump Pets and Vanderpump Dogs. That was a unique situation. But again, everybody who knows us knows I've been passionate about dogs and, and everything we do. So I wouldn't ever really be involved in anything I wasn't truly in love with because it's that excitement that drives me and makes me committed to a project. I, you know, like I've been asked to a podcast. We just started All Things Vanderpump. And I kept saying, oh, I'm, I'm not sure podcast. I put it on hold for ages. And then when COVID hit, I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I was unsure about it. And I love it because I can talk the hind legs of a donkey. And I yeah. met so many people, you know, it's just so much right. fun. So I, my advice to anybody, whatever they're doing, Always put your own twist on it and have a belief in yourself that whatever you're doing, bring yourself to it. You know, like my restaurants are different to every other restaurant in L.A. You know, my dog rescue, we totally broke the mold with that, making this fabulous boutique. Basically, the profit from that supported all the rescues on the other side. So it reinvented the shelter. It wasn't like you're going to a scary shelter with dogs all in cages. This was a place, a boutique place where people could come in, music playing and really enjoy the experience of adopting, you know, dogs. So I think everything we've done has really been something um, that's been very personal to us. And I think that people, if you're going to a business, make sure you love it because that will drive you. That will make you commit to to the project. It's so true. Nicole and I are the same. I love the fact that you you could tell you have your hands in everything. You could tell it's your creativity. When it gets difficult, because there's times I definitely get overwhelmed by a couple of our businesses, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? You know, I think stress is very uh, different to distress. And I had my first panic attack in COVID, whereas I was kind of doing something with Nick outside and putting some chandeliers up, but I suddenly felt my chest tightening. I think that's accumulative. You know, you do get overwhelmed. And I think people have to understand that we're not living in a normal situation now. So it's understandable to have these feelings and to really work through them and really push through them. I think exercise is paramount to people keeping healthy, healthy mind. And I think, you know, keeping busy. I, I think malaise is probably your worst enemy. You know, if you think, oh, I'll just sit back and 
I have been busier than I've ever been. And unfortunately for me, probably 50% of my crazy obsessive schedule has been keeping this huge house spotless because I've had nobody to help me. But whatever I do, I'm going to commit to 100%. And I, I love the good life and I love having fun. You know, and I do like kind of entertaining my friends and being stupid and singing around the piano and all cooking and things like that. I love my downtime and with all my animals and I'm very family kind of, you know, driven. But I I don't mind working hard. I will do whatever it takes to bring something I'm passionate about success. Somebody once told me if it doesn't scare you, then it's probably not worth doing. You know, I do think a little bit of intimidation is a kind of good motivator. And I, I'm also all about confronting your fears as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I try to bring the children up like that as well, of course, n- not being ridiculous. I mean, I just had Steve O on my podcast. I mean, he would do something like tape himself to a billboard. I'm not too about confronting fears <laughs> on that level. He's crazy, <laughs> but I loved him. He was very interesting, actually. And he kind of talked a lot about mental health. So he was fantastic. But um, I do think, you know, sometimes if something's a little overwhelming, you rise to the challenge. And uh, I, I think that that's a good thing because it makes you stronger, you know, as a person. Oh, I, I so agree. It, it's so good to stay on your toes. I, I've always felt that, that if you don't feel nerves, you're over it and you, yeah. you need to have the butterflies and everything well, you I, do. Yes, I agree with you too on that. And I um, used to teach the children musical theater at school in, in France when we lived in France. And I used to kind of go in and teach kids of all ages musical theater. And, you know, you'd see people say, no, no, I, I can't, I, no, I can't do this. I can't sing. And then, you know, six weeks later, they'll be singing a solo in front of hundreds of people. And I just think sometimes putting your toe in the water uh, gives you so much, you know, confidence and often to say we can't when we don't really know. And I think that if you can parlay nerves into excitement for what you're doing, rather than thinking, okay, I'm so nervous, it's paralyzing you know, and you think I'm excited to do it. I'd always say to my kids, I understand you have this feeling in your tummy and that's good, but okay, let's, your world is not going to change if this is a failure. Always look at what's the worst that can happen. If the worst that can happen is, you know, something you can live with, then just go for it, you know? And um, that to me is, is, is very important that you just kind of keep things moving, keep it fresh and challenge yourself, you know? I I agree. That's such great advice. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories 
And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations... Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one, one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets on our sheets. All of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. I have a question because, I mean, all that's so inspirational. Who are you inspired by, like in business? Wow, there's so many people that I truly, truly admire. I admire people that have made change in the world, Um, you know, because I know myself how hard it's been to end the dog meat trade and, you know, the suicide project with Trevor and things like that. I know, like, us getting a resolution to Congress and getting it passed. When I see people that have really done something, I mean, something like Audrey Hepburn, I just thought was phenomenal. Just, you know, such a great example of a woman, just so kind and compassionate and philanthropic. And I think design-wise, I love design. As as I say, just being involved with Vanderpump Lane and designing all our restaurants and every house that we've lived in. But when I see great designers to me, you know, uh, like Ralph Lauren, I think he's a genius. I mean, I know now he has a team, but to see a designer that encompasses everything, not just one dimensional, see somebody that's truly talented uh, at doing so many things. He can make the perfect penthouse. He can do something in Manhattan. He can do the ski lodge. He can do the Jamaican. You know, he's just, to me, brilliant when you see somebody that's that, um, you know, uh, creative. And then also just watching Justice uh, Ginsburg, seeing her life story and seeing mm-hmm. everything that she stood for and how she implemented change. It's so hard to create change. So people like that, I, I really look up to. You know, there there's a plethora of people. Somebody like Meryl Streep, I watch everything she does and she makes complete sense of every line that comes out of her mouth. To me, she's got to be the greatest actress on the planet. So, oh, yeah. yeah, there's so many people I just... Um, I really look up to, but I think people that live their life with kindness and compassion, dignity, grace, and a bit of naughtiness as well. I mean, I'm not that well behaved, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's like, it's like me. Well, yeah. Yeah. You say either are we, I love that. And I have to say how you and your husband, you guys opened up 
from your first restaurant together to all the way to you said you had 35? Yeah. Well, we sold some along the way, but yeah, yeah total it'd be our 35th. Yeah, maybe wow. more now. And how has that been to be working with your husband, but also as a business partner and for so long? Um, well, <laughs> I do think it's important for in a marriage to have your own identity. I think whatever you can do, you know, you have to have room for yourself. Even though we work together, we're very respectful of each other's lives, so to speak, even though they're often kind of very much entwined in the same project. I very rarely put my foot down, but he knows when I say, especially on a design thing, I go, no, I'm immovable about this. Uh, if I say I'm immovable about this, I don't even know if that's a word. If I say if I'm immovable, it's like I'm not going to budge. This to me, I know. Then he's, he's pretty good. He'll be like, okay, you know, maybe we'll. But normally we can create things together. We normally see things pretty clearly. I'm very visual, you know, but I'm also all about all the senses. In a restaurant, it's not just about the food. It's about the whole experience. It's about the flowers. It's about the music. It's about the lighting being right. You know, you can just ruin a, a thing by somebody's bad attitude on the desk. So your hands cannot be everywhere. And your destiny sometimes is in the hands of others, you know, because like, if you get a bad experience with a hostess on a desk, they, it's going to ruin the experience of the customer when you've created so much. So that's going to be difficult, like giving up the power to other people. But Ken and I, I think, we see things clearly and I'm just very lucky that um, mm. having gotten married, I got married at 21 years old. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we'd only known each other. He, he knew my brother. Um, my brother passed away. Uh, yeah. Two years ago. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah. He's my only sibling. So it was really difficult, but he knew my brother for years prior uh, to meeting me. And Ken was 15 years older than me. But one thing Ken has been very smart about is he's enabled me to grow and to develop and had confidence in us and our relationship that he didn't feel he had to suppress me. Now, um, you know, like Dancing with the Stars, he would be just like, I see you. I, you, I see what you're up to, Joe. But he doesn't put that much importance <laughs> on me messing about and flirting and, you know, going, oh, my God, this guy is just beyond gorgeous. It's just like, yeah, well, just remember you're married to me. He doesn't, you know, it's not, it's kind of very maybe European attitude in a way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, but I he's also that. let me, he respects my opinion. And I think that in a marriage, especially if, one of them's younger and, and growing. You know, I was at a very different place in my life and I married him. He was 36, I was 21. Um, he really encouraged me to speak my mind and he wanted my opinion. And I think if you try and suppress your partner, then it might be okay for that moment, but it'll end up with a lot of resentment. And I, I think agree. the best thing you can do for your partner is to nurture their creative spirit and encourage that and be supportive. Because I think the primary yeah. thing that we all want is we want to be heard and we want to be loved and yes. I think in a marriage if you're not heard and somebody shuts you down you start to resent it so he would often say to me what do you think about that and I would think why is he asking me I'm 21 and he's been in business for years but he wanted to hear what I had to say so I think that's been an important component of a successful marriage of yeah. course there's all the other shit that goes with it things that right. go wrong you know of course, of course, you, and especially during COVID, you know, I just did a podcast and somebody said, how did you stop, you know, killing your husband? I go, well, how do you know he's still alive? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I um, good. But I think yeah. that's great advice because I feel like a lot of times I do see women in marriages where they're almost sometimes their husband's living their dream, but they're almost not because they're raising the kids. And it was like, mm -hmm. well, you both wanted kids. You guys can both have your dreams as well. And yes. I always do see women kind of holding back and letting the man live. But, you know, I look at you and your husband, your partnership, my husband and I, and I'm lucky enough to be in the same type of marriage too, where he lets me live and yeah. he lets me do me and my dreams. And it makes our marriage more powerful. It's and definitely a recipe for success and disaster. If you try and stifle somebody, 
I think we've seen a lot in the whole reality television world of how the balance changes because suddenly the woman is like, you know, at home and then suddenly she's emancipated financially. You know, maybe she's been deferential to the husband. Whereas I always had my own money in terms I'd worked, I'd bought my own place by the time I was 19 years old without any help from my parents or anything because I was always like, I'd had two jobs, I was this, I'd, you know. So, and I always had a wage and working. But you see the emancipation in the marriage, suddenly the woman's free and the lights on the woman's shining brightly on the woman in housewives especially. Suddenly the husband, you know, Ken, if he had a dime for every time he's been called Mr. Vanderpump, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kept my name, you know, because I was a young actress when I married him. Um, you know, but he's got no ego with that. Whereas a, a lot of men suddenly they're, you know, pushed to the back and suddenly it's a woman's moment. And often that doesn't fare well in a marriage, if if you support your partner and you go along on that ride with them, I think that's the best thing you can do for a healthy relationship. Yeah, I 100% agree. And speaking of just like housewives, is there any of them that you still talk to? Are you still friends with anyone from the cast? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't wish that on me um, I, I haven't seen the season since I left it just became too toxic and I was not in a good place in my life Yeah, you know when you say to somebody I swear on my children's life you expect them to believe you especially if it's one of your you know very good friends so mm -hmm. to me I was done I was done I wanted that season off anyway you know because my brother had just passed I wasn't really mentally in a place mm -hmm. where I wanted to deal with that shit at the time you know all that yeah. kind of all the backwards and forwards um I love being on Housewives it gave me a great platform and stuff but I'm very friendly with Joyce Giro who was only on one season she was almost too nice for Housewives she's just such a fabulous woman so I'm very good friends with her I speak to Camille I occasionally speak to Taylor um who I mean the rest of them no I I never heard from them no yeah yeah, it's like that. I guess, you know, with Total Divas, we kept in touch with some, but you do. It's like when you're on a reality show with other women and you're all forced to be together, it's... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd hope it, it wouldn't be that way because I believe that, you know, it had authentic friendships. But I guess if somebody doubts you when you're swearing in your children's life, that's not an authentic friendship, is it? Right. No. At all. <laughs> and it's true when it gets toxic you just it's you don't want to be there it's like even yeah. in life it's crazy how heavy all that can be I think sometimes it's uh you know I'm writing a book now uh, I've written a book before but it's, I've had more time to really think about it now and I do believe I was talking a chapter about if you can fast forward the tape and imagine in certain relationships when they're kind of very toxic or you don't feel good about them. If you can fast forward that tape and imagine, is that relationship going to be one that you want and that makes you happy? And if the answer's no, then what's the point? There's 7 billion people in this world. A lot of them are going to make you very, very happy. Somebody's kind of enjoys your you know, demise or they don't make you feel good about yourself. That's not somebody we need around, especially in this climate. Oh my gosh. I so agree. Do you have any advice for me? Like what would be your number one advice for me on raising my son? I think the greatest gift I had uh, was to raise my kids without any prejudice. I don't mean just mm -hmm. racially what's going on now. I'm talking about prejudice of sexual orientation, religion, race, anything is such a gift to give your children and to say yeah be harsh judge and if there's an asshole cut them out of your life or whatever but you know really try to look at the other person's point of view as well with two kids I'd always say well, well hold on a second I get it I get it but just look at it from the other person's mm -hmm. point of view but to be raised without prejudice I think is a gift and a gift we should be giving the next generation I hate the word tolerance because that's such a bullshit word. And I'm always speaking out against that word when people talk about tolerance and LGBT, acceptance and embracing. I think that's a, a great gift you can give your kids as a mother. And also don't perpetuate the cycle. You know, if you have things in your childhood that were wrong, then that you should use to your advantage and you should realize how it made you feel as a child. And then mm. you should turn it around and you should be the mother that you wanted. 
or yeah. you know if you were lucky to have had the mother you wanted that's great but my mother I had no physical connection with my mother interaction and I craved that as a child so for me my kids couldn't get rid of me I mean they physically <laughs> I would I mean to the point that um they just did for my birthday a book which was incredible they put together and they would talk about games you know kiss or tickle games that I would literally li wrestle to the ground and I would say okay but two choices kiss and they would go no 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 you know <laughs> okay then it's tickle I used to have a oh very God. very physical relationship with them which wasn't kind of you know, something that I was brought up with. So yeah, always break the cycle. And another thing I would say, God, I could talk about advice forever. I love Tell it. your kids always, whenever you're in a situation, however old they are, if they have a feeling in their tummy that's not quite right, something's not quite right, you know, like a even talk about being harassed or anything, if it's not quite right and they feel that, then I can guarantee you it isn't quite right. Mm -hmm. So you need to remove yourself from that situation or, or have the strength to say, this doesn't feel right. Because, you know, I think often as kids, you're kind of like nervous to say anything. And I always say, if you're nervous, there's a reason for you being nervous, you know? So true. I've never heard like a parent actually tell their kids that. That's actually really great advice that you should yeah. be telling your kids that. That's I'm definitely going to tell Mateo that. You know, and I also think as as parents, I I don't like the mentality always of um, you know you can't afford to fail. Fail is a, to fail is a good thing because it kind of builds you up and you you kind of reposition yourself and you pick yourself up. And failure is an essential part of success. Yeah. And you know, so not to be afraid of failure. And you know, not every kid is going to win that's it say so, yeah. you know and to answer say to your kids i say my kids were so polar opposite max was adopted pandy wasn't people that lived in our house uh staff didn't believe after five years of living with max when he was they said he's been really naughty tonight because keep saying he's adopted and i said he mm. is and they said we've lived mm. with you five years and you've never even mentioned it it was never mentioned they were the same but they were so different in terms of, um, you know, Pandy was valedictorian at school and Max, like, I did more work with him and his homework than Pandy ever and I barely got him to graduate, you know? It's like, <laughs> but it was so different. But I used to say, like, this is, a, okay, this, I'm going to get in trouble talking about this, but, you know, with this college scandal bullshit of people paying to get their kids in, why would you want to put your kid into a school that they shouldn't be there? Or I if they're agree. not going to get on in their own merit, they shouldn't be there. Because, you know, like Max, he wouldn't want to go to the same school. Pandora was a double major at Pepperdine. So we put him in music school. And after a while, he said, I, I want to work instead. I don't want to do this. Okay, fine. He wants to go to music school. But why would you want to put your kids when they're just going to be treading water and right. not thriving. And so I, I never understood that of like, oh, my kid's got to go to that school. What a little bullshit that is, you know? I, I completely agree. Oh. And what are you teaching them too? Like right. by exactly. paying their way, you're not setting them up for a great future. Yeah. Right. Like going to a party that you're not invited to. I don't want to be there. <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. That's such a great analogy. Oh my gosh. You know what? Don't put too much pressure on yourself to get it right because it's an unknown quantity. And, you know, it's like you read these books and you see this kind of idyllic, you know, pictures of people like holding their newborn babies and it's all rosy and it's actually not, you know, emotions are still going like that mm. takes a while to settle down. And, and don't expect for it all to be perfect. But also know that this phase is going to go so quickly, you know, yeah. it, it's going to be, you'll right. be looking back at that. Take loads of pictures and remember this, you know, very special time in your life because you'll be, you know, as I said, I always used to say, oh, my God, I used to yell at Max every day. Can you take your backpack out of the hall don't just dump all your shit in the hall as soon as you walk through yeah. the door and then one day that backpack's not there you know mm -hmm. and you're like god I miss that backpack you know what I mean so <laughs> th this will be gone too in just a, yeah. a few short months that baby will be running around and you know it's uh the days are long right now but it will be definitely it's ephemeral it's going to go away and we'll yeah. go back to normal and I think we need to look back on this time and 
hope that we do have some kind of fond memories uh, of the time of being incarcerated. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Gosh, it's so true. <laughs> Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. (laughs) Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Well, this has been so nice. And, you know, Nicole and I, before we wrap up, our listeners were so excited that you were coming on. Oh, I mean, so many questions were pouring in the minute we Listen, announced. I'll do longer. Tell me what I'm fine. Listen, oh, I, yeah. the only thing I've got to do now is laundry and write yeah. a bit more of my book. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, then I'm we're going to ask you a couple questions that they sent, they sent yeah. in. I thought this one was really fun, but um, one of our listeners asked, if you had to eliminate wine or tea for a whole year, which would it be? Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> I drink more tea than wine because I do drink a lot of tea. I've even started buying decaffeinated because I sometimes think that maybe, you know, I just have too much caffeine and after having that panic attack. Yeah. But it would definitely be I'd get rid of the tea, but I don't drink coffee. I've never tried it. So um, it would definitely be the tea because wine is the reason <laughs> I, I, I love I love wine and I love actually having our own wine brand you know because it's yeah. been again something we've been passionate about something we sell in our restaurants as well so no definitely be tea it definitely I'll, I'll probably end up having wine for breakfast though oh my god I love so besides your wine what's your favorite like I'm an opus one girl I love opus one Oh, I love Opus One. You know, I, I actually I have a great it. Opus One story. Oh, um, I want to hear. Uh, so I was sitting in a restaurant and um, somebody brings a bottle of Opus One to me and they said, Elvis Presley's daughter would like to buy you uh, this bottle of Opus One. I was just, I, in fact, we ended up becoming friends. And, oh my but God. I just love that. Like, that is amazing. That you're never going to hear in your life that Elvis Presley's daughter would like to buy you a bottle of Opus One. I'm like, yeah, cheers. And that is amazing. Friends, but yeah. Oh my gosh, how incredible is that? I know. I mean, I love um, a lot of the French wines. You know, um, mm-hmm. the Chateau Neuf de Pape and Fleury, and uh, we've kind of, um, yeah. I mean. We've done a, a, a rosé, a red, and a white. We just bought a, a red and a white out as well. But for us as well, I'm sitting next to people when they drink it because we sell it in our restaurant. So it's got to be really bloody good, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's authentic. So, you know. I love, I love yeah. that. So another listener asked, um, what is your biggest regret in life and how did you overcome it? It can be professional or personal. 
If you have any. If you have any. I don't really have uh, regrets because I feel that if things haven't gone as planned, then you learn from them, so to speak. I, I maybe would have liked to have had one or two more children. You know, I think mm. we got to a stage where work kind of overtook and we, we thought we'd have one, adopt one, have one and adopt one. And we had one, adopted one, and then we were going to have another one and we tried to do, um, you know, where you choose the sex because I suddenly thought this is going to be terrible for Max to be in the middle of it, a biological boy and a girl so we tried to have another girl so he'd be the only boy and mm. uh, then that didn't work out and then we got so stuck into work that two were enough and we ended up moving back to England but with hindsight I probably would have had another child because I love children I think children mm. yeah yeah you have to my great advice to you is also to write down every funny thing they say put it on your phone because the days they're calling it spaghetti and, you know, spaghetti and all the funny things, you'll forget. But right. you write them down because it's wonderful to have those moments, you know. Oh, my God, I love that. I'm going to do that. I actually do that. And I was just listening to Birdie the other day because she always used to tell us the shoe. She'd be like, shoe mama, shoe dada. Oh. And to hear her little voice. And she's only three, but at this time she was like about to turn two. But I was like, ugh. But... I need to do more recording because she says milk really bad. She calls it Merck and like oh, yeah. all these little things. And I'm like, I need to. Yeah, and it'll that. be gone. One day it'll be gone. And she'll say, can I have some milk? You'll say, no, no, it's Merck. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll say, no, 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 don't change it. It's like yeah. a friend of mine, a very good girlfriend of mine's Russian. And she speaks really good English. But sometimes she gets some things wrong. Uh, like she talks about her son. She'll say, I'm going to take boys instead of the boys or she kind of gets things just very slightly wrong and you kind of want to correct them, but then you don't want to take the charm away from, you know, it's very cute. You know what? Yes. Yeah. That's my fiance. Cause he didn't speak English till his twenties. He's Russian right. and he says so much wrong. And I feel bad because I never correct him because it's so charming. <laughs> like um, Mateo always yawns and he goes, he's yarning. And I don't even correct him, tell him it's yawning. Yeah. I let him say yeah, yarning you like because it. I'm yeah. like, I'm, it's I so know. cute. It's so attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And he spells, like when he texts me, there's so much spelled wrong. And I don't even correct him because I well, find when it, my friend cute. speaks Russian, I, it's like it's a different person because the language seems so aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's very, it's like, wow. Totally. It's a tough language. I know. It's just everything, the way it's structured, the sentences, Mm -hmm. uh, the sounds. It it just sounds so much more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Jody wants to know, Lisa, what's your favorite food? Oh, wow. Um, I love cooking, actually. Um, If I had to live with any, you know, one kind of type of food, it would probably be Italian. I love Italian food because I love everything. I love the fish. I love Mm -hmm. all the kind of antipasti, like the pastas and things. But what I actually cook, I cook a bit of everything. I like Indian food a lot, being English. We have a huge kind of Indian culture in England, so I love Indian food. Everybody always thinks that English don't have great restaurants. Well, that's changed. We do. Um, I think I like yeah. cooking an English roast dinner, roast potatoes mm. and vegetables. I love the Christmas dinner that I cook. Our Christmas traditional lunch is very, is quite complicated, but it's really, really good. And I kind of always get that task cook for everybody. Sometimes 25 of them, you know. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. I love that. Yeah, I love cooking. Yeah. Nicole doesn't. We need to get Nicole to be better. But I, I used to. Too. I just like drinking and watching. That's what I found. Oh, uh, yeah, I liked but- more. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> I am. I'm the one who like sits that. up at the counter while the person cooks and I drink and talk to them. I'm like the perfect girl for that. <laughs> okay. Well, then you'll, you just need a chef and that's it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This question from Kimberly Lynn underscore 12. And she asked, was there any major adjustments from filming Housewives to Vanderpump Rules? Oh, interesting question. Yeah, Kimberly. Um, well, obviously, I'm an executive producer on Vanderpump Rules. So it was kind of my creativity, a, a creation with Alex Baskin. We kind of brought Vanderpump Rules to life. Yeah, it is a very different show, but also 
you know, me being the boss in that show. I always say, I think uh, in one show, I'm the, you know, the pigeon and the other show, I'm the statue. And I think, you know, which one's which. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And one I shit over everybody and the other one I get shit over. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that. Wait, and we have to end on this question because it's so cute. Um, so this is from Samantha, and she's like, OMG, the queen. Cannot wait to listen. I would ask how she manages not to age at all. I mean, come on. This woman is absolutely timeless. What is her beauty regimen? All hail the best housewife of all time. Oh, Ooh, I love I you. Who is that? that? Who asked that? It's probably so, uh, my best friend. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Samantha M- Missette. I'm so bad with people's last names. M-I-S-E-K. Well, I think that's, uh, uh, that is quite a bit of work. I'm not somebody that's partial to doing too much. I think you can look at pictures of me now, you know, when I was 16 to how I am now. I haven't had much work done, so to speak, and I don't like to kind of go that route. I've got the same nose, the same eyes, the same the whole, but I have a little bit of filler in my mouth sometimes now being in COVID for so long. I don't have any, but um, I think good skincare is yeah. essential. I go to Dr. Simon Urian, who's in Beverly Hills and also happens to be one of my greatest friends, and he is truly a genius. I've taken everybody to him, Gaga, everybody's gone there. Like he's, you know, I mean, again, I wouldn't wow. expose secrets because, but she's had a photograph taken, you know, outside of there. He is brilliant. So he'll do Botox, he'll do laser finishing you know which I've had done twice which is actually really quite good with very little downtime so he's done that he'll give me great kind of restorative creams I don't want to look like that you know when people look you know so that's not something I kind of embrace aging in a way I think exercising I always do an hour a day um, on my own just treadmill and stuff like that but the, the best advice any doctor would give you is to keep your face out of the sun in your formative years, you know, like in, in these right. years, because you will pay for it later. Um, I see the skin on my neck is different to my face because I'd always keep my face out of the sun. Yeah. When people say, don't wear makeup because give your skin a chance to breathe, that's bullshit. You always should have something on your face if you're going to go outside with the elements, you know, um, I agree. to protect your skin. So, yeah, I, I think that's essential. And um, I don't know. I mean, God, it's like COVID. I was just like coloring my own hair. If I see gray hair, I'm just <laughs> yes. like, no, Ken thinks I don't yeah. have any gray hair at all because he thinks I go to get my hair conditioned, not colored. <laughs> that is so <laughs> I <wanna> spoil, cute. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil the myth, you know. <laughs> so I went out and I got some... Um, nice and easy stuff with the gloves and I thought okay I can do this <laughs> that <laughs> is I don't amazing want to, you know realize the truth <laughs> how cute that's actually yeah. so cute I used to do that too I'd go to Whole Foods and get their the natural one and right and then someone was doing my hair and they're like your hair dye is really bad and I'm like oh I've been doing it myself well it's actually not easy doing it yourself because it's you just not. go for that bit and then to do each little part is just like, I've probably got a big gray patch at the back or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love but, that. But, you know, it's going to be my COVID color. What can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. We all have our COVID colors. We're going to remember exactly. these times. But, yeah, it, it's it's don't take it too seriously. You know, like if I look like a bag of shit and I don't look as good, I don't. I could never have glam squads and stuff follow me around. It's just so not me. I don't have the time or the patience for it. Oh, I'd be, you know, we are so the same. Like yeah, the patients, no. it's too yeah. much time out of the day. No, like, exactly. Oh. I don't understand the girls that have all these people around doing this, that, and the other. I'll turn into a real brat. I'll be like, get off me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like for a special occasion or something, if I yes. want my hair done a way that I can't do it, then I'll, I'll kind of try to, you know, make a bit more of an effort. But for the most part, I can just put myself together. Yeah, that's so how we are. Thank yeah. God. Like, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's Ken so would have funny. thought his marriage to somebody else the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you, Lisa, so much. This yeah. was so much fun. We appreciate it so much. I know. No, no, of course. It's been really great fun chatting to you. And um, it's great to see two, you know, women that are at the top of their game. So, Aww. you know, it's inspirational so. for other women watching you, you know. So thank you. thanks for that. 
setting example. All right, darlings. All right, bye. 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 All right, Bella Army, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Lisa Vanderpump, for being a guest on our show. The wisdom you brought, just the down-to-earth personality. I cannot wait to have wine with you one day, but I have to say... I am taking a lot of your advice to not only my businesses, but to my personal relationship. Yeah. I mean, I am mind blown. I just feel like I'm truly inspired and enlightened as an entrepreneur. And for our entrepreneurs out there, I hope you guys learn so much from her. Like I truly felt like I grew this episode. Like I have growth. I feel it. I know. <laughs> I hear it in your voice, Nicole. All right, you guys, tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's Podcast, so make sure to follow us at the Bella's Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See you next Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, bye-bye. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.